similar to when the television program is interrupted by an emergency broadcast, God will do the same thing in our lives as well. <laughs> sure, as much as God values faithfulness and consistency over time, there are many moments in Scripture that show the value of the suddenly, where God interrupts our life and works in human history instantly. Hey, thank you for joining us on the podcast this week, and we're going to be talking about summer camp as one of those suddenly, one of those interruptions of God in our life. Thank you again for joining us. Let's get down to this topic. We are at the beginning of summer camp season all across the country. Often, God will use a week of summer camp or, you know, winter camps or, you know, youth retreats uh, throughout the year, that kind of setting, to interrupt our regularly scheduled lives. <laughs> Similar to the television program, right? The broadcast. Listen, as we begin the summer camp season, here's a look at how God interrupts our spiritual lives. Camp can be one of the most impacting moments in our spiritual lives. I believe in moments that create movements, that create maturity in our life. Did you hear that? Moments that create movements, that create maturity in our life. I want you to see it two ways. Strategies and suddenlies. We know that God works through our long-term faithfulness and what I like to call strategies. That's the first area of our spiritual growth. It's our spiritual disciplines. But do you know that God also works through surprises and um, instantly through suddenlies and spiritual interruptions? So we have strategies and we have the suddenlies. And that's where summer camp comes in. Camps are definitely the most intense time of my ministry every year. I set aside months of planning and prayer and wellness to prepare myself for these weeks. The responsibility that I carry, that these uh, presenters or speakers or directors carry in, uh, in the summer camp setting is humbling, thrilling, and wearisome at the same time. If you have never preached eight weeks of summer camp, um, it really is difficult to explain. So I've heard people go uh, to camp one week and by Tuesday they're like, I'm so tired. Anyway, listen, it's carrying the weight of hunger and the expectation of thousands of teenagers and leaders for a summer. Um, it is sensing the warfare of the spiritual battle for an individual soul. It is exhaustion physically after daily team activities with teenagers to try and build trust and relationship before preaching in the morning and the evening services. I've always said that um, relationship in the field gives me access at the altar. It is hearing the stories of teenagers who trusted me with information they may have told no one else in their life and to carry that all summer. And it is listening for hours, hours on end at the altars to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and what He's doing in the moment after the message. Finally, I've done laundry at campgrounds, hotels, a friend's home, uh, only to hop on a plane, get a rental car, drive two hours to camp, and then do it all over again <laughs> the next week. <laughs> yeah, hey, 
I'm not complaining. Uh, some of the greatest moments of my spiritual life, not just as a camper, but as a speaker or a worship leader, some of the greatest moments of my spiritual life have happened in the summer camp setting. Um, I have watched some of the greatest moments in the lives of other people take place in the camp setting also. And I know, listen, I get it. I know that some people see no value for camp. They say that camp is emotionalism. Maybe a quick fix, you know. Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Take a run through the Bible and look at emotionalism. Look at, look at the book of Acts or Revelation. And look at the emotion and those kind of um, life-altering moments that happen in the scripture. Listen, you cannot remove emotion from Christianity. We don't build our faith on it, but it's there. It's, it's powerful. And it really is simple. The, the value of camp is the pattern where God steps into time and speaks in a way that he does not normally speak. I think there are many um, ways that God works in our life. Let me define those two that I just uh, brought up a little bit ago suddenlies and strategies. Let me deal with strategies first because God moves both ways. Strategies are the power of the systematic spiritual disciplines in our life. Over time, the work of God speaking through His Word, the spiritual work that we put in, the discipline that we put in in our own personal spiritual formation, commitments such as Bible reading and prayer, and fasting and simplicity and giving and, um, and having a mentor in our life. There's no replacement for spiritual patterns of discipline. There are some attitudes and vices that you will never be able to get rid of in your life unless you are willing to die daily to these things. That is the strategy over time that brings spiritual formation. You cannot cast out the flesh in a moment, right? You cannot cast out the flesh. It's not that simple. You have to crucify it daily. Uh, remember in Matthew 16, Jesus talked about the importance of taking up your cross daily in order to be a disciple. The word for uh, disciple, what Jesus was talking about there, is part of the root of the word discipline or beating yourself under control. If you are practicing these things, they are, right, these spiritual things, they are producing in you spiritual formation. Strategies, again, are the long-term disciplines that we are committed to. Discipleship is an important part of our daily strategy to spiritual maturity. So what are you planning to do about your spiritual success? Just look at... At our latest resource that we just put out, Next Gen Faith, you got to get the book. Everywhere you buy books, you can get it. Go to our link in the bio. You can get it. But it is a strategy for spiritual growth in a teenager's life. Okay? All right. Let's look at the second one and, and the final one. And that is uh, that there is another important part of your spiritual success. And that is suddenlies, interruptions, where God comes in in a moment and everything is changed. There's power in the interruption of suddenlies. Um, it, this is why I believe so much in camp. A week of camp is time away from the things that deaden us and cause us to be familiar 
um, it, it, it's the things that distract us spiritually. A week of camp is time in an intentional setting, charged with anticipation and faith. This, anticip is, this anticipation that students and leaders show up to camp with changes the setting of camp for moments that impact lives like no other time. It's that focus, right? Listen, God's Spirit can do more in a moment of hunger and anticipation than in our entire lifetime of familiarity. Just look at a few of the um, moments in, in, the, in, in the scriptures where things happen suddenly. So you, you, these are iconic moments. Joshua 11 where Joshua's army strikes the king of Hazor out of nowhere, suddenly the battle is won. First Kings 18, the sudden death of the false prophets after they had worked all day and the power of heaven comes in and changes that entire setting. Second Kings chapter 2, remember when Elijah was swept away uh, in his chariot, suddenly, Ezekiel 37, the spirit of the Lord came upon that uh, valley of dry bones, remember that? And suddenly there was a noise, and suddenly they came together. Matthew 28, Jesus appears suddenly on the road after his resurrection. Re remember that on the road to Emmaus? Out of nowhere, Mark chapter 1, the Spirit came upon Jesus suddenly at his baptism, and his ministry begins, his public ministry begins. Mark 13, the sudden return of Christ, catching up those who are asleep. The, this transition from this earth into heaven is sudden. Luke 2, the angel host appears suddenly to the shepherds announcing the birth of Christ, right? In this moment, everything changes in human history. Acts chapter 2, the church begins with an outpouring of the Spirit upon mankind that happens suddenly. Acts 16, the sudden earthquake that opened the prison doors for Paul and Sa. Do I have to go on? There are so many suddenlies in Scripture. The word suddenly is also similar to uh, an epidemic. Let me give you some words, like uh, a breakout. It captures how quickly something happens. Uh, in athletics, we, we call it mojo, right? Or when a team gets on a roll. A basketball team has a 16 to two run and the outcome of the game is changed. Suddenly, an interruption stops everything and gets our attention. Just like that TV announcement, it has happened throughout history, suddenlies are a part of life. I think when we apply that to the camp setting, it's a whole nother effect, a whole nother power uh, placed into our lives, a contagious, rapid, instant uh, moment. Sometimes when we become familiar and settled in our relationship with God, we need those moments, don't we? We need those moments uh, to break out of our apathy and to, and to see the passion come into our life. I have learned that I can have as much of God that I want because there's plenty of Him. And it usually depends upon my hunger for God and my willingness to seek Him, oftentimes in that suddenly. And just like with a person who might need a defibrillator to rescue them from a life-threatening cardiac arrest, right? A defibr 
shocking that heart back into um, into life. God works the same way through awakenings and revivals in the camp setting. So listen, finally, uh, how can we how can we like get the most out of this? How can we bring um, the most effectiveness to the camp setting as possible? Because we don't want it just to be an emotional response. And that seems to be the, the, the negative that people will bring up, the emotionalism or whatever. I mean, the very same people who will go crazy at a game, at a, at, at a football game, at a, at a touchdown, or turn to somebody they don't even know, right, and high-five them. And <laughs> uh, Maybe your team is in, in the NBA Finals right now, and you're so excited and emotional and, and charged. L listen, uh, why would we separate our emotion from our faith? Or our faith from our emotion, right? Just small little moments that can change our life forever. So let me give you four real simple uh, strategies or principles that you can do that will help take the camp setting. That you know, maybe you're a youth leader and you're coming off camp. Maybe you're a student and you're like, man, I don't, I don't. I get DMs all the time. Students who are a month later or two months later and they're going through the same thing that they did before camp. So how do we solve that? Let me just give you these four principles that will create a long-term spiritual impact after camp. Number one, plan a post-camp discipleship weekend intensive, just 24 hours of theology and worship and response. Plan it a month after camp to bring the students back into that again. Number two, produce a post-camp discipleship manual with the camp messages in mind. I know that our movement, the Assemblies of God, they have that. You can get that online uh, post-camp. Number three, prepare a video or live stories of students and leaders and the impact that camp has had on their life and show those videos over the next few weeks after camp. Number four, preach a series in the fall. After camp, preach a series in the fall on the camp theme to bring back those messages. I have, I have a dozen people who every year want to do that. They, they're, they're like, could you send me those messages? I have outlines for each of those messages that youth groups can take to bring that suddenly back into the reality of their life. Okay, listen, I hope this was practical. I hope it helps. And uh, praying for all of you, praying for summer camps across this nation that God will do um, great things by interrupting our regularly scheduled lives. God bless you.